Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Stuck on Arrakis. So this is a little bit of a different episode because I'm not talking about the Wheel of Time, I'm talking about a completely different series. And speaking of different series, before we start on this new adventure, I've mentioned a couple times that I was going to podcast through the Broken Earth Trilogy by N.K. Jemison, and I had every intention of doing so, but Aradia from Broken Earth Spoilers invited me to be a guest at SpoilerCon talking about the Broken Earth series, and I really wanted to do that with her, so I went ahead and finished the series. But I will be talking about Broken Earth in a reread series that I'll eventually do. Um, really, I'm going to do it just so I have an excuse to reread The Wheel of Time <laughs> and other things that I haven't gotten to talk about yet because this is a first-time reader podcast after all, like Lord of the Rings and Dune and stuff like that. So I will talk about Broken Earth at some point. Um, however, if that's something that you want to listen to a podcast about, if you're interested in hearing a solo female podcaster talk about Broken Earth. Luckily for you, one of those already exists. Um, Aradia hosts the Broken Earth Spoilers podcast, and she goes into such detail about every single chapter, and she also gives you geology lessons. So, I mean, <laughs> you definitely don't learn anything from my podcast. So, uh, <laughs> if you're looking for in-depth analysis about Broken Earth, please check out her podcast. Uh, I will be appearing as a guest at least twice, so you'll still be able to hear my opinions and thoughts uh, about different parts of the books. But yeah, so we're here because I actually am going to start a new series. I'm going to podcast through Discworld, and why am I doing that? That sounds A, crazy, <laughs> and B, a little bit random. I've always been interested in podcasting through Discworld. I just didn't know to what capacity or when or where that would happen because I wasn't sure if anybody would be interested in that. Um, there are a lot of series on my list that are very popular, such as Stormlight and things like that, that I know a lot of people will be interested in. But Discworld is its own thing. It's a massive series that maybe not a lot of people have started because, I mean, it's a massive series. So fast forward to like, I don't know, last week, I think. The Phantology podcast runs these tournaments on Twitter where uh, different people, you don't have to be a content creator, you can be anybody, um, pick three of something and it's like a March Madness style tournament. So the one that I participated in was top three fantasy artifacts. And my picks were the One Ring from The Lord of the Rings, uh, Matt's Fox Head Medallion from Wheel of Time, obviously, and the Luggage from Discworld. And I knew that was a good pick because, because let's be honest, the Luggage is awesome. I'm not going to talk about the Luggage in this episode, but we will talk about him it <laughs> in depth when we start The Color of Magic. By the way, I'm about halfway through it right now, so I anticipate that I'll have that episode up in like a week or two. So those are my three picks and I won and I tweeted that I would podcast through Discworld if I won the tournament, which I really didn't think I was going to because it was my first time and 
I don't know. I felt like the luggage was pretty obscure. Apparently not, because a lot of people voted for me just because I had the luggage in my trio or my choices or whatever. So I said that if I won, I would podcast through Discworld. I did win. (laughs) So now we're podcasting through Discworld. And it was interesting to see the amount of interest I got when I mentioned that I would podcast through Discworld if I won. So it seems like there are quite a few of you out there who want me to podcast through Discworld. And I really wanted to anyway. So here we go. We're starting. We're podcasting through Discworld. My plan is to have a Discworld book up once a month while still reading through the Wheel of Time. I'm not going to stop reading Wheel of Time. This shouldn't affect my other schedule. Not that I have another schedule and not that I'm consistent or anything, but hopefully, but I don't think it's going to make the Wheel of Time episodes take longer because Discworld books are really short and easy to read. Uh, whereas Wheel of Time books are neither of those. So I think getting one up a month is pretty doable. Of course, that means it'll take me like four years (laughs) to podcast through Discworld, or like three and a half. But I don't have any plans to stop podcasting anytime soon. I'll probably podcast until I'm dead, because I think this is the most fun you can have with your clothes on. All right, with that out of the way, let's talk about what Discworld is. And this is going to be a spoiler-free, very general kind of introduction to Terry Pratchett, Discworld, um, a little bit about how I got into Discworld and things like that. So what the hell is Discworld anyway? Discworld is a 41-book comic epic fantasy series. I know I've mentioned this a couple of times already, but yeah, it's really 41 books. Um... That's a little bit misleading because some of them are graphic novels. There are, I think, a couple of YA type of books in there and things like that. So it's not, you know, it's not like 41 Wheel of Time size book or as dense as Malazan or anything like that. It's really easy and fun and it's very funny, which is part of the reason why I love it so much. The style is kind of similar to Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which is like a comic sci-fi series. I think that Discworld's humor is a little bit more clever and witty, and uh, Hitchhiker's Guide is a little bit more slapstick, but I think they're both fantastic. I think that Pratchett uses irony a lot better than Hitchhiker's Guide, and I think that's what makes it more humorous to me. But I do love them both in their own ways. Now I want to talk a little bit about how I got into Discworld. But to be honest, I don't really remember. According to my Goodreads account, uh, because I I track everything in Goodreads, I like data a lot, so I just want to see like how many pages I read in a year and stuff like that. But according to my Goodreads, I shelved the book, just shelved it. I don't know, I think I hit that it was read in 2009. But that's also when I joined Goodreads, so I don't know how accurate it is. I think that I probably read it before 2009. I definitely started it in college because when I was like a senior in high school, I discovered Hitchhiker's Guide and Douglas Adams, and that was just a very natural progression from there. And I loved it immediately, of course, because it's the best thing ever. I love this series so much, and I love Terry Pratchett so much, and I think you guys will really be able to see that 
while I'm actually talking about the books because I just think, oh God, I don't know. They're just so amazing. (laughs) Now, as you can probably guess, because I've been talking about reading them, this isn't technically going to be a first read through for me for a little while. I've only read like four books in the series, four or five. Uh, Color Magic, I've read The Light Fantastic, Mort, Equal Rights, Sorcery, I think I've also read, and Eric. I read twice, which is hilarious because I read it the first time, and I think like a year or two later, I started to read it again, and I was finding the plot so predictable. (laughs) And I realized at some point, whenever there was like some big moment in the series, or in the book, that I had in fact already read it, and I think it was like two-thirds of the way in already. (laughs) But I really don't remember anything that happens. I remembered a couple of characters. I remembered just the overall idea of the world and how the world works. But I didn't remember any sort of plot. So I don't remember enough to like feel like it's an actual reread. So I'm going in almost as blind as you first-time readers are because... I don't know. People have, like, the best memories. Like, my best friend can name every single one of her teachers from kindergarten through when she graduated from college. I don't remember a single fucking one of them except for one, my English teacher that inspired me to pursue a degree in literature. But that's it. That's all. I might remember a couple more English teachers, but that's it. (laughs) So... My point is, my memory's not very good, and I don't remember enough to be able to really tell you, like, oh, this is foreshadowing for something else, or anything like that. And that's another thing, too. The books are usually standalones, so there's not really a whole lot of spoilering you can do. You know what I mean? The characters are already pretty established, and a lot of times the plots are just like, here's one adventure that this group of people or this person goes on and then it ends. It's very self-contained. So there's not a whole lot of plot, but obviously, I mean, (laughs) I'm not going to be able to talk about any future books. (laughs) Now let's talk about how exactly I'm going to read through the series. There are two ways that you can read Discworld because they're so self-contained, but there's two in particular that a lot of people follow. Chronological order or by character or storyline. There are a bunch of different kind of plot lines happening in Discworld. So, for example, Rincewind is the first main character that we meet in the first book. And Rincewind's storyline isn't the first set of books. Discworld kind of rotates between the POVs in chronological order. So, I think the first two are Rincewind, and then one is Death, And then we have the Weird Sisters or something like that. So what you can do is instead of following the chronological order, which is all jumbled up with different POVs all the time, you can read through the Rincewind's entire series of books. And it'll follow Rincewind on a couple of different journeys and you can kind of see how his character progresses and what kind of shit he gets into. Again, there's not like really an overall plot to Rincewind as far as I know. Um, It's just a bunch of little adventures that he's going on. So you can do it that way, or you can read it chronological order. I'm going to do chronological order because it makes the most sense. 
And I don't want you guys to have to wait to get introduced to a character after we read 12 books or something like that. So we're going to go in chronological order and not by character or storyline. Uh, I just think that'll be a lot easier. Uh, there is a map if you're interested in reading the characters and storylines that on the internet that like shows you which books are in a particular character or storyline and um, also like side side books and side stories that are involved in that same plot line or, you know, which order that goes in. It's really complicated. <laughs> We're going to stick with chronological order. Now I want to talk about Terry Pratchett, who is the author of Discworld. Duh. <laughs> he did publish a lot of books outside of Discworld, but a huge majority of his work was in the Discworld universe. I think Good Omens is probably the most widely known and well-loved of his non-Discworld books. He co-wrote that with Neil Gaiman and BBC did a series adaptation of the books or of the book that I still haven't watched, but I'm sure it's fantastic and I do intend to, to watch it. But this isn't an episode about Good Omens, although I could read it and podcast through it. But most of Terry Pratchett's work was in Discworld. Terry Pratchett was knighted by the Queen for services to literature, which is so cool. Uh, I think he's very well loved in the UK. Although, and I'm quoting from this website that I found, although, according to him, he maintained that his greatest service to literature was to avoid writing any. <laughs> he was overall just a funny, witty, very down-to-earth guy that didn't take himself seriously at all. And I really wish I knew way more about him. That's something that I'm definitely going to be researching as we set off on our journey through Discworld. I'll definitely learn more about him. Uh, I know there are a lot of interviews online and stuff like that that I plan on really digging into. But what I do know about Terry Pratchett is that towards the end of his life, he was diagnosed with a rare form of Alzheimer's, which is so tragic because he's got this absolutely brilliant mind and to have it ravaged by Alzheimer's is just, ah, uh, just sucks. It just really sucks. After his diagnosis, he worked really hard to raise awareness of the disease and donated millions to research. And he was also a proponent of the right to end your life. I can't remember what that's called. Assisted suicide. That's what it is. He was also a proponent for assisted suicide because he realized that his disease would get so much worse and be so hard on all of his loved ones and that he definitely wasn't going to survive it, that he was a real advocate for assisted suicide. I remember how hard I took his death in 2015. Even though I'd only read a couple Discworld books, I loved them so much and they were really important to me, even though at the time, I think I was too busy reading with schoolwork and stuff like that to really devote time to Discworld. But I knew that I would finish it eventually because I loved it so much. So I'm really excited to be going on this very important journey with all of you guys. I found a quote on Terry Pratchett's website that I thought was really sweet. And I wanted to read it and just kind of take a moment because... Terry Pratchett was such an amazing guy, and the world was really blessed to have him, honestly. It says, 
Terry died peacefully at home in Wiltshire, with his family around him and his pet cat asleep on his bed. He had finished one final Discworld novel, The Shepherd's Crown, a few months earlier, which was published after his death. Some Discworld fans have refrained from reading his final novel in order to keep an unread book from Terry on the shelf. Oh my god, that is so sweet and sad that it get, makes me get a little choked up when I read it. <laughs> but fortunately for us, we did get Terry Pratchett for a long time, and he did bring us the joy that is Discworld. And I know that I've already said this so many times, but I'm really excited to go on this journey with you guys because this is a series that I really love and I'm really passionate about, even though I've only read four books and I don't remember any of them. <laughs> I remember really loving them at a time where it was really hard for me to find that kind of joy. So I'm so grateful to Terry Pratchett for bringing this to life. And I'm grateful for you guys for giving me a chance to, I don't know, share my passion with you guys. Now let's talk about Discworld, shall we? <laughs> this is going to be a very basic overview of the world. I wanted to make this a separate episode because in our discussion of book one, I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about the world and not what's actually happening in the book. Because believe me, we have enough to talk about <laughs> just talking about the book. So in a nutshell, this world is a big disc, big flat disc on the backs of, of four elephants standing on a giant turtle who is swimming through space towards some unknown goal or destination. And I want to read up just a little passage from... The prologue of The Color of Magic. There's no spoilers for The Color of Magic in the pro this prologue. It's just a description of the turtle and the elephants that I don't think I could do any justice by just describing them. So I'm going to read their description to you. Great at to win, the turtle comes, swimming slowly through the interstellar gulf, Hydrogen frost on his ponderous limbs, his huge and ancient shell pocked with meteor craters. Through sea-sized eyes that are crusted with room and asteroid dust, he stares fixedly at the destination. In a brain bigger than a city, with geological slowness, he thinks only of the weight. Most of the weight is of course accounted for by Beryllia, Tabul, Great Tufan, and Jerakeen the four giant elephants upon whose broad and star-tanned shoulders the disk of the world rests, garlanded by the long waterfall at its vast circumference and domed by the baby blue vault of heaven. So, of course, this is really fucking cool. <laughs> what a fun idea for a place that people can exist. Like, where did he even come up with that? But also, the people living in this world don't know a whole lot about the creatures that they're writing or what their motivations are. The prologue says, The great turtle was a mere hypothesis until the day the small and secretive kingdom of Cruel, whose rimmost mountains project out over the rimfall, built a gantry and pulley arrangement at the tip of the most precipitous crag and lowered several observers over the edge in a quartz-windowed brass vessel to peer through the mist veils. And that's when they saw the great turtle. And apparently there is a theory that Atuin had come from nowhere and would continue at a uniform crawl or steady gait into nowhere for all time. 
An alternative favored by those of a religious persuasion was that Atuin was crawling from the birthplace to the time of mating, as were all the stars in the sky, which were obviously also carried by giant turtles. When they arrived, they would briefly and passionately mate for the first and only time, and from that fiery union, new turtles would be born to carry a new pattern of worlds. This hypothesis was known as the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> ah, that's the kind of humor you can expect from Discworld. <laughs> this world is also incredibly chaotic. It definitely follows a set of rules and physics like gravity and consequences and things like that. But in general, all sorts of insane and improbable shit is constantly happening to the characters, and that's what makes the series so much fun. Terry Pratchett had such a whimsical and exciting imagination, and it is such a joy to see all of the diverse characters and monsters and situations that Pratchett comes up with and puts his characters through. I just love Terry Pratchett so much, and you're just going to have to listen to me gush about him for the entirety of this Discworld podcast through. <laughs> of course, being a flat world is a bit different than what we understand of the mechanics of physics. So, wow. <laughs> ah, That's what I put in my notes, and it doesn't make any sense right now. But... <laughs> Their world operates differently than ours does, and their physics operate differently than ours does. But just a little bit. You know, gravity is different there and things like that. They do have seasons because the Earth and Moon rotate around the whole turtle-elephant disc business, but the turtle-elephant disc also rotate both together and independently. So it's super complicated, but all of these little details like what, how do they tell directions? Well, it's hubward and rimward and turnwise, and I forget the other one. Uh, we'll talk about that more in the first book discussion. But all of this little stuff is accounted for. The people on the disc understand the disc, and they understand how the disc works, and they have their own set of rules and things like that involving the disc. So all of that stuff is fleshed out and... It's, so, it's such a display of how good Terry Pratchett is at world building that every single one of these little things is accounted for. Everything seems really chaotic, but Terry Pratchett accounts for all of those things and how they can happen and why they happen. All of this stuff is so well explained. There is magic in the series as well. I mean, there's all kinds of great stuff in the series. There, there are different worlds. Um, I don't know different like dimensions or planes of existence. Um, one of them is called Elf Space, and that's how all of the libraries in the world are connected, which is so cool. And it's also a website. Uh, I think it's elfspace.com is a, a great resource for all things Discworld. Um, it's kind of like a library. So I thought that was really cute. But I wish that we actually had Elf Space because I feel like I could just like make my house a library, then I could be connected to all of the libraries in the world and go to whichever one I want. But speaking of magic, there is magic in the world and our first main character is kind of a wizard. Wizard Asterisk. <laughs> but we will talk about that when we're talking about the first book. There's an eighth color on the disc called Octarine and 
It's basically the color of magic, and it signifies the presence of magic when you see it. But it's a color that only wizards and cats can see, which is another really cool detail. I don't really remember the magic system having very clear rules. I think it's the soft magic system, but maybe that changes throughout the course of the series. The disc also has different countries and different cities and different races and cultures, which is something, again, that we'll talk about and explore a lot in book one when we meet the disc's first ever tourist. (laughs) There are also, like I said, a bunch of really cool creatures in the world. Um, There's a magic school that trains wizards. Um, The wizards have their own kind of vibe. I'm trying to think of what else off of the top of my head, but I don't remember a whole lot, like I said. Uh, But I'm really excited to go on this journey with you guys. And if you are joining me and you haven't read Discworld or you haven't read a whole lot of Discworld, I think you're really going to love it. I most certainly do. It's uh, one of my favorite series, even though, again, I've only read four books and I've also forgotten most of it. So that's it. That's my little introduction to Discworld. Like I said, the first book discussion will be up in about a week or so. Um, I think I'm going to be done with the book this week. So I'm going to put some resource links and stuff like that in the description of this episode. So if you're interested in visiting and looking around on Elf Space or Terry Pratchett's website, I'll have a couple of informational links like that in the description. If you guys have any questions about the series, let me know and I might be able to answer them. I did create a category and channel in my Discord for Discworld. So if you're interested in chatting about Discworld between episodes, you can find our conversations there. And I know I've said this a million times, but I'm super excited to get started. I literally couldn't wait, so I've already read half of the first book. And that's it. That's all I got. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I hope you're staying happy and healthy.